Welcome back to another episode of Practical Nutrition. I'm Amanda. I'm Cassie. I'm Alex. And I'm Maria. And today we're going to be continuing our discussion on body positivity and positive body image and ways that you can have a positive body image and help other people have a positive body image and factors that affect it as well. Yes. And so we are going to just give a little bit of summary about um, kind of wrapping things up from our last podcast um, that we had Maddie, a teenager um, as a guest. And so just to help you remember a few things, and this is, you know, really um, changing maybe how you think about bodies and how you talk about bodies. But the first one is really starts with yourself. If you have friends or children that you're trying to um, help have a healthy body image, then being a positive role model yourself is a great place to start. And I think, you know, that seems very simple, but saying positive things about yourself really goes a long way because we create our own reality with our perception of things. And so just because we think something doesn't mean that it's true. And if you tell yourself negative things constantly, then that becomes your reality and that becomes what you focus on. So if you say positive things about yourself, then that can really help change your narrative and change your truth about yourself. And so um, I think it's pretty common. I would say everyone at this table probably has negative thoughts about mm-hmm. their bodies, right? Yes. <laughs> very yeah. Yes. So you notice that we aren't saying don't have negative thoughts because I think, you know, that would be impossible. Um, but noticing them and stopping your brain from focusing on that is something that we all can do and really flipping that into something positive. So focusing on what your body can do instead of what it looks like, um, focusing on doing things for health instead of appearance and how, you know, focusing on how something feels instead of, you know, what it makes you look like. And so, you know, how does this food make me feel? How does exercise make me feel instead of I have to do all these things in order to stay thin or whatever you're saying? I hope, I think that helps you enjoy the process of of a healthy lifestyle too, because health is definitely a journey. You can't just start at point A and get to your dream physique or dream goal instantly. So by focusing more on the feelings of what's going on during the process, it can help us to stay more present too. Yeah. And it kind of brings us back to like when Amy was in here, Amy Infantson, like Mm -hmm. um, life coach talking about like, instead of being like, oh, I have to work out today. Like I get to work out today and like focusing on how that makes you, how that makes you feel. So like kind of changing your mindset altogether. And, you know, I just feel that I've I've been actively working on that. Just being in front of the camera and image is a big part of my job. And it's just, it's. I feel like the standards are really high and especially high for women in many industries, but I think especially in, in television. So as I get older and my body changes and my weight fluctuates, I've really had to embrace myself more. And my daughter is in that age group we were talking about. uh, And I feel that I've just started to pay more attention about how I talk about myself. Uh, Not that I was saying a lot of negative things, but just, you know, I want to be a good role model to her and to, for women, you know, who are are watching the news or watching social media, my my Facebook or, or any of my social pages. Uh, but it's it's definitely challenging because of, you know, we we were talking about this, Cassie. We grew up in a totally different time where <laughs> the compliments, uh, so-called compliments or comments people made with good intentions um, weren't necessarily um, very nice. 
when you look at it. So that's something that I'm like, okay, that's, I need to rethink how I say that or how I think about myself in that way, if that makes sense. It's just something I've, I've become more aware of. I'm, I am working on that. And it probably takes a lot of practice, you know, it, like having to like stop yourself and be like, oh, okay. It does, especially since in, on this side of the camera, I mean, we're used to getting that criticism. We have consultants who tell us things and you just take it, you know, whether it's, it's about your hair, your body, your makeup, everything. So uh, I have a pretty tough skin because I know that that comes with the job. But uh, just I think social media, it's just a new day and age. And even though that is my job, um, more people are stepping up and saying things like, well, this is me. And, you know, you'll see more when it comes to different um, body types, hairstyles that um, way back in the day, you didn't see that on on television. So uh, different side of it than for most of you guys here, but that's just something that for me, I'm like, man, it just, uh, I really do need to focus on being positive, you know, because I'm so used to being uh, very, pick things apart because that's just what I've used to hearing and, and doing for yeah. my job. And I think, you know, you definitely bring a different perspective that most people don't get. <laughs> it's but, a little weird you know, to talk but, about. But. but I do, you know, I always think about you and how that must feel, you yeah. know, being in the spotlight all the time. And if anyone was, if I had to go to work and someone was analyzing my outfit and my hair and my makeup, oh my gosh, that would be horrible, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, so that definitely, you know, would um, have, it would be more challenging for you, I would think. And and really, you know, what you're talking about, I think is we're seeing a culture shift, yes. you know? And that's that's really the second point with this is appreciating diversity. And mm -hmm. I think, you know, in our age group, we were just always raised to compare ourselves to whatever the beauty standard was. And that's probably every generation. And I feel like, you know, at this point, females are saying, we're not doing that anymore, you know? And right. so, and I think that's a positive thing. And we I want agree. to see more diversity uh, you know, on the news, on commercials, yeah. um, on social media, we want um, to feel be the be able to compare ourselves with just ourselves and mm -hmm. be the best us. And so, you know, realizing that it is current beauty standards that are beautiful, um, consider beautiful, right. and that's not really the reality or the truth of the situation. I think is important um, because whatever the standard is at that time it's going to change, right? you know, and it right. may or may not be realistic for, for a, any given yeah. person or anyone, you know, right. for that matter. And so, um, you know, so I think too, when you have people that we see that are celebrities or popular or on TV that aren't necessarily that perfection that people are looking for, that's going to help the culture. And so, um, and also, you know, I think with our verbiage, with our kids, not only saying positive things about ourselves, but also saying positive things about other people yes. to our kids and other body shapes and, you know, um, not focusing on, okay, this is what everybody wants to go towards, um, is also helpful. And, you know, teaching that being unique and being different is beautiful, mm -hmm. you know, in itself. And, um, you know, perspective again is truth. And if you're, you know, if you see beauty as being different, then it is beautiful. Mm -hmm. And you see all body types as being beautiful because we're humans and we're all humans. Um, then that becomes the reality. And I think we are moving towards that. I'm loving the culture shift of Me it all, too. you know, yes. like different swimsuit lines and then seeing different body types and, you know, seeing that they're all beautiful, you know, um, I think that's a pretty 
cool thing to see. I do too. I think it will help the younger generations grow um, grow up in a more positive light and a positive community, more accepting. So I think it's, and also I think talking about diversity, like you can go to a different culture or a different place on the planet where the beauty standard is totally different. Mm-hmm. Like there are cultures like in Africa where they value like, like curvy women or, you know, it just is cultural differences. So one beauty standard is not realistic because it's different anywhere that you go or any time period even that you might go to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And if you want to learn more about that, that book we talked about, but you know, does go into a lot of the history of, you know, what current beauty standards mm-hmm. are. It's very interesting. Um, and so, yeah, something, if you want, it's, it's very in depth. So, but if you want more info, you could check that out. Um, so yeah. And then, you know, with, with kids too, I think, um, Another thing, our age group, which Maria, you probably have heard a lot of this, is mm-hmm. you know it's a um, it was always okay. You shouldn't wear that with that figure, <laughs> you know, yes. or you you know like that kind of thing. And I think that is really changing as well. Um, and I, I'm seeing a lot more people be comfortable in you know all sorts of outfits, and then you know and being in certain situations, even if it's going into a gym. You know, a lot of people wouldn't feel comfortable going into a gym until they got into to shape, which makes no sense, you know, but, um, but it's kind of that just appearance and feeling comfortable, um, being able to do what you want, wear what you want. Um, I think that is also changing, but that's something else as parents, we can, you know, and uh, people, we can just try to encourage, um, instead of being saying a negative comment about that. Right. And I think it's really freeing too. If there's an outfit or a style that you've been avoiding because you've been told in the past, that's not right for your shape or figure or height or whatever, if you actually, if you just like it, whether it's the color or whatever it is about it and you wear it and you feel good, I mean, it really is freeing. I mean, I've, I've broken the rules a few times because yeah. we do have like a dress code. There are certain things that, and I know, I know that it, things do look different on camera too. So there is some, some truth to that. Not just talking about my body. I just mean like how it looks on air. Um, but, uh, it is nice to be able to just put something on and be like, I, I like how I look in this. I don't care if this isn't the right style, so to speak, that these people think um, looks best on me. I like what I'm wearing and I like how I look in it and I feel great in it. And I think that that's a wonderful message to pass along to people. Like, how, how would you ever hold that against someone? You, you know, wearing something that makes them feel good. What color, what, you know. Yeah, and I think having conversations with your kids about that because, you know, I think as a parent, we've all been there when you're like, a, your kid comes down and they have an outfit on, you're like, oh, oh yeah. that's what you're wearing. Yeah, that's <laughs> <You> true. <know? laughs> and so, um, you know, so actually I have done this with my girls growing up. Like, how, you know, how do you feel in that? And, and how, you know, if you, because, and just having conversations because like say you're going to church or going to a wedding or going to, just trying to teach them to, that there may be different situations where, you know, um, you may be more comfortable in an outfit like this, you know, and it's all about that kind of thing, you know, so I think sometimes you do. um, Oh, yes, absolutely. I I don't need to have somebody in a freeing outfit going to church that's not appropriate. You know, appropriateness, you know, and so I think there's, there's got to be some, you know, some conversations in there about that, but, but instead of just you look this way and that, and that's not okay, more of a, 
um, you know, just what the expectation is mm-hmm. for, you know, attire at this type of an event. <laughs> you know? Would you say that like being parents of teenage gals mm-hmm. um, that you've had to practice a lot, like with your wording and stuff of how you word things? Oh, yeah. And the way that you what like, I was deliver. Saying. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I feel yeah. like she's more and my daughter's younger, but is I think honing in more on potentially what I'm saying, you know, uh, and so I have to be careful whenever I'm trying on a dress or, you know, maybe I'm in between sizes. I've made a point to be like, I'm not going to say anything negative about, you know, weight gain or, you know, just going to say, I don't, eh, maybe this one is, you know, like if we go shopping together, I'm definitely more aware of what I'm saying when I'm looking at the, in the mirror at myself and something and she's standing there. And I think it shouldn't, it should also go outside of that mm-hmm. fitting room, you know, um, like it, it, I want to change my truth, like how I feel about myself, you know? And I think that I probably am hypercritical. Uh, I'm sure I am because of my job, because I've, it's been decades of, of this. Uh, so I'm just, I'm, and I'm not hateful. It's just, um, little tweaks that all add up. You know, little things that maybe I've been saying are working towards something. It's like, do I really need to that? I'm never going to achieve that. Like whatever it was like 10 years ago or 20 years ago or you know what I'm saying? Or somebody in the business now that I'm like, oh, that's going to be my goal uh, to look like this person. I think that we've all we all have goals for sure. But I think that there's within reason. And then there's also like just you, just loving who you are. And that's what I'm trying to focus more on too. There's like the career goals. And then it's like, I just need to be kinder to myself where I am today, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a really great point. And and I kind of wanted to talk about, since Maria brought it up, the difference between loving your body and treating your body with love. Because it is unlikely that every single person on the earth loves everything about their body. I would say that probably even the most standardly beautiful person on the planet has something they don't like about their body. And so it's okay to not love every single thing, but what we're working towards is treating our body with love and respect. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I think that's something too with when everything, like you said, Maria, it's just, it's a lot about your appearance with your job too. There was an interesting article in the recent People magazine uh, that Brooke Shields did and about growing up um, with that. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. And so, and that's really, um, you know, so you can go check that out if you're interested, but it was an interesting and very sad story. Yeah, it was harsh. Yes. And so um, how, you know, she was, you know, sexualized when she was younger, Mm -hmm. um, but everything was all about her appearance and everybody only focused on that, you know? Yep. And so it's hard to create an identity for yourself. And so just like you said, you know, even if you have someone by current beauty standards that's perfect and beautiful, that doesn't mean that they have an easy life right. or that they um, aren't self-conscious or that they find that they have any value. And then what happens when that beauty starts disappearing when you get older, you know, and that's something that, you know, now that I'm pushing 50, it's just yeah. a different, you know, cause in the fitness industry, it's very much, you know, um, people used to talk about it even when I was in my dietetic internship, you know, if there was somebody in the program that, you know, wasn't a current beauty standard or they didn't feel like that was at a healthy weight, people would talk negatively about them, yeah. you know, and it's just, um, you have to appreciate kind of where you are too, um, 
come with aging and changing, like you said, you know, um, and, um, and it is, it is hard for sure. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, because it's a stereotype in what you, when you hear trainer or fitness or, you know, television, there's, uh, there's, for most people, there's an image that'll come in your head that you, that that's what you think. So then anybody that is outside of that realm, um, I think there's that tendency to be critical. Yeah. And I think also, since I'm like recently postpartum, like having to, like, there's just like the standard to bounce back, yes. you know, um, and being like, look how good I look after eight weeks, but everybody's so different. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody, a lot of people's comments are like, you look great because I'm like getting back to kind of what I looked like pre-pregnancy, mm-hmm. um, which sometimes that's kind of a hard thing to face. You know what I mean? Cause I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, this body's way different. I love my body now, mm-hmm. but it's just kind of hard to get that feedback of like, well, you look great because now you're getting thinner. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just kind of hard. And I know you guys have been postpartum oh, too. Oh man, so. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And then you, and yes. then you're constantly, you know, kind of comparing yourself to what you were before having yes. kids and your body, you know, I try not to focus on this too much for people that haven't had kids, but your body is never the same. <laughs> it is not. <laughs> so, you know, it's just never the same mm-hmm. and your waist is never the same. Your hips are never the same. I mean, it just, you're, it, so for most part, I mean, some people obviously can, you know, just may bounce back really quickly, but, um, but yes. And then again, people are trying to be nice and encouraging, you know? Um, yes. And it's not like I take it negatively, but sometimes you just are kind of like, "Hmm." but it does have like that neg, a bit of negativity tied to it because it's, you know, it makes you think back on, well, what you, your body looked like before. And right. again, not intentional, but I understand yeah. how you feel. It's, I guess it's kind of hard to just compliment a pregnant person or somebody that's postpartum. <laughs> it's hard to know what to say. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to move into some non-appearance compliments. Yes, yeah. please. And so we talked about Brooke Shields, which was a supermodel and an actress of Cassie Maria's generation. So the kind of the Brooke Shields of my generation is Bella Hadid, and she's mm-hmm. a, a high fashion like catwalk model. And so on Monday, she posted a list of non-appearance compliments that she's going to start using. So I'm going to start at the first sentence and then we can go around and read them all. There's like 10 of them. So I admire your passion and drive. You're a great listener. It's been amazing to watch you grow. I feel so comfortable around you. Your confidence inspires me. You are kind and full of grace. You are strong and resilient I love that I can be myself around you. You light up every room that you enter. I have learned a lot from you. You are so positive. I love how you give me different perspectives. You have the best energy. I really like that one. Mm -hmm. You make me feel seen, heard, and valued. And so those are just, that's a few that you can use in your everyday life, either with your kids or with your family, coworkers, on ways to give them compliments or lift people up that's not related to anything physique wise or weight wise. Mm -hmm. I'm just talking about, I really like the one about energy and the one that Maria said, I like how you give me different perspectives. Mm -hmm. Um, that could be one in like a confrontational situation. You'd be like, well, that's a good perspective. Yeah. These are, these are, are great. I do love, I love that we all read them out loud too. I feel like you guys were helping me out with some positive energy. Yeah. And you can think those about yourself, too. Yeah. Like, it's okay to give yourself compliments, like stand in the mirror and be like, girl, your confidence inspires me, or whatever you need to say to yourself in that moment. And I love that it's somebody like Bella Hadid who, like you said, is like 
right. what people would say is like a beauty standard um, that's posting. This, this is all so know? relatable. Like, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's where, you know, I just think changing again, how we interact with others is really what we all can do, you mm -hmm. know, um, and to help change this even further, because, you know, as you can see people even who have that beauty standard still feel, um, like, you know, inadequate in some way, you know? And so, um, and then when you're comparing yourself to that beauty standard, that may not be what your genetics are, you know, are actually, capable of, then you're going to feel like a failure and inadequate. And so you're just, you know, setting yourself up to, to not have, you know, as happy of a life as you can. So, um, so I love all this and the affirmations too. How often are you telling your kids that, you I know? know, I mean, I, I need to do better on that. And I don't talk about, um, their bodies at all, you know, really at all. So I've, yeah. I've definitely adjusted to that, um, change and changed kind of that growing up and, um, having kids, but, um, but I could do better complimenting their, you know, all of these traits, you know, yeah. and making them feel good about themselves. The most classic one, I feel like, you, you know, the movie in the book, The Help, about the maids in yes, the South. Yes, I love that movie. And the, the maids that raise the babies, and she says, you was kind, you was smart, you was important every mm -hmm. single day, multiple yeah. times a day to the little girl. Yeah. And I, that's just like an easy one to say you could start mm -hmm. doing with yourself or your children. Yes, and giving, you know, compliments like that. And again, you know, other compliments that, that I sometimes give my girls, you know, um, if they helped someone that was having a bad day, you know, mm -hmm. so or encourage someone um, in any you know way, shape or form or if they were a good friend or, you know, that kind of stuff and kind and nice, you know, definitely, um, you know, so um, but the positivity and the light up the room and the energy, you know, those yeah, are I things like those. Yeah, that I really like too. So I'm going to start including some of that. Yeah. So, yeah, I love it. I love it. And I think too, just like affirmations to myself I think we could all probably work on yes <laughs> I know I, think, I was just thinking I need yeah. to print this out I know, and put I this like, on my do. desk or my mirror and I know, I know I already talked about like you know postpartum but like it's so hard like Cassie was saying to like compare yourself to your old yeah. body and like this is a whole new body and I'm gonna probably go through pregnancy all over again it's gonna change all over again but like you know just being positive in those moments and knowing that your body did something Pretty incredible. Yeah. So. Yeah. Really that's incredible. what I honestly focus on. My mom used to say that, okay, that whole day and age when, you know, saying things that aren't necessarily great now that we look back on, like my mom would make some of those comments, but she would also say like, hey, look, Maria, not so bad, right? For three kids. Like, you know, because it is amazing, you know, when you, you carry a child in your body, you know, and totally, give yeah. the gift of life. So I think that that's something that Definitely. You just have to love that. You have to learn to love your body. You really do. It is a learning process because totally. it changes over the years. And, um, you know, some of it is in our control and some of it is not, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I think what draws people to, you know, others is that confidence and love for yourself and um, being able to portray that on other people yeah. so much more than appearance, you know? And so, Absolutely. I th and I think, you know, internally, we always think other people are judging us and that's why we're trying to do all of these things to keep up or to, you know, if you're a significant other to try to keep them. Ha but, but honestly, I think, you know, everyone would, 
focus more on those attributes of having the confidence, having fun in life, being carefree. Like you said, the, right. f- the freedom of wearing yes. what, what you feel good in, you know, all of those attributes. I bet if you asked on a survey of all the people in the world, that would be more important than actual appearance. And I, mm-hmm. so I think we give it so much power and it doesn't, it just doesn't have the power that we give it. So so true. <laughs> and I think we talked about it before when we're like 95, if we all make it there, hopefully, <laughs> like, are we going to look back and be like, Oh, I didn't have a six pack. Probably not. Yeah. You know, we're going to think about how happy we were and like our life and all that kind of stuff, rather than being like, I had this perfect physique my whole life. So glad I did that. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Cause then you're 95 and you're sitting there only like giving yourself worth based on what your physique looked like, which would be like really negative thing to sit there and think about at 95 so hot like who cares (laughs) (laughs) who cares (laughs) probably not many people yeah exactly I'm glad I had the wine and the ice cream throughout life you know what I mean me too (laughs) yeah yep so so just to wrap up I thought it'd be fun if we could share like our favorite affirmations if you don't have one it's totally okay I'm gonna have to look back at that list if anyone (laughs) and has like a mantra or an affirmation that they tell themselves it can be super Super basic. One that I use a lot is a is a breathing affirmation exercise. So we'll do it together. So what you do is you take a deep breath in with the first statement, and then you exhale for the second half of the affirmation. Okay. And so the first inhale, you're thinking about something positive that you want to inhale. So let's all inhale, and I'm going to say, I inhale nourishment, and then we're going to exhale, and I'm going to say, I exhale restriction. You could also do, I inhale self-love, I exhale self-doubt, I inhale mindfulness, and I exhale overstimulation. I inhale positivity, and I exhale negativity. That's pretty simple, Mm -hmm. but it helps slow your breathing, which slows your heart rate and relaxes you a little bit, as well as saying something mindful and intentional and positive about yourself. Yeah, and I think kind of uh, piggybacking too on what Amy Infinson said too, kind of having that Um, I've actually incorporated that every morning of having just a little bit of time and I actually just do it in bed. (laughs) So before, you know, I go start my coffee, then I get back in bed, which Mm -hmm. is kind of weird, but I stay there for like three minutes. I set Mm -hmm. my timer and, um, and I just breathe and think about, you know, my intention for the day, which always includes, you know, I'm going to be positive, make a positive impact on others, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so, so that's something I do to kind of start my day. Mm -hmm. So that would be an idea that you can do as well it just doesn't take very much time. So I like that, yeah. Cassie. I do too. I don't know that I've had, I have one that I've done daily, but I think about like, I get a feeling of feeling overwhelmed a lot, like being a new mom and like your kids crying or whatever. And it can, I can like carry that energy into the rest of my day, whether I'm like coming into work or doing like cooking, cleaning, whatever. And then my husband gets home and it like carries into that. So I feel like I still want to work on like having an affirmation to myself of like, okay, I can either carry this energy to the rest of my day or mm-hmm. I can sit in this moment and then just move on from it. So, um, I don't know how to word that as an affirmation, but that's something I want to work that's on. That's a good goal. That's yeah. a good goal. <laughs> it is. And that pause kind of, cause I, you yeah. know, I get overwhelmed at work too. And I've noticed that when, when I'm trying to get like these last few things done and you know, whenever my family all, we all get home, you know, sometimes I'm still rushing to get a few things done. So I'm trying to stop work, um, or have a little break, 
like a few minutes before everyone gets home, like even five minutes and calming down and, and stopping myself from thinking about work, you know, and then coming back to it later. Cause I used to try to get everything done like by a certain time. So I wouldn't have to do it later, but I have found that, you know, um, we, if I can focus on them for like that first hour when we're all together, then everyone kind of goes off and does other things that they need to get done too. And that has worked better for me. I love just that. like a, yeah, and, and yeah. if I can take the dogs for a short walk, like I have a like a twelve minute loop, you know, that's what I do in that time. If to the like slow things yes. down, and I just yeah. and I just stop myself because I, that's what I have a hard time with is stopping. That's me, you know. Yes, <laughs> that's, I that's a good way to put it. Yes. Is like yeah. just feeling yes. like this overwhelming feeling right. of I have to get everything done, and I'm like a perfectionist. Like yeah. I want it all done. Right. And I want to like right like check box it off checker. <laughs> yep. And yep. I like just like pausing, I, which I've been doing, trying to do that more but I like like literally going for a walk or something because a lot of the times a lot of people like pick up their phone to like kind of get out of reality when really we could just like go for a walk outside and like enjoy the fresh air and Mm -hmm. just kind of like decompress that way it yeah. helps me a lot. I've yeah. just started doing it like a week ago. And so <laughs> I, just because I, yeah, because I, wasn't, be nice out, I so. wasn't focusing on my family, which is a high priority for me as much as I wanted to, you know, because right. I was and then, you know, I, it was almost like when, you know, when my husband would walk in the door, I was like, oh, crap, I didn't get all this stuff done, you know. And so and then I'm in that moment in my mind feeling like I'm failing and, and overwhelmed instead of stopping and being like, you know, hi, how was your day? You know, yes, totally being totally present, um, in that mm-hmm. time. And again, I'm like, okay, I can just go back to the stuff I didn't get done. It's okay. Um, and I'm going to be present, you know, during this hour or whatever that everybody's together and be more totally. calm. So, yeah. Cause I get home yeah. and I'm like, the house isn't clean. The laundry's yeah. not done. Yeah. I haven't cooked. Blah, right, blah, blah. right. Right. And then my husband gets home and I, he, He's like, I don't even know why you're upset right now, yeah, but I just walked in the door, I you know? know. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I need think to work we on that. all have that trait in common. <laughs> yeah. And so I think it is that need to just take a breather, like take the walk uh, and just try to let go of that hectic energy, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, because we can only do so much, right? Way. <laughs> you yeah, know, in the like, day. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And whatever I time. deadline yeah. and I feel like, oh my gosh, and I get done with the news or if I'm trying to get stuff done before I go to work and then I carry that with me around mm-hmm. the family. So that's a good idea. Yeah. I might need to take the dogs for a walk too. Yeah. Yeah. It I, like I need five. Yeah. I need to yeah. take five. <laughs> it does help. It's that time out, you know, kind of we, that is really important. And so, um, and again, it just helps with you letting go of that part of your day and pausing for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, and it could be whatever it is. And I, you know, sometimes I'll put on classical music and it's like, okay, it, I didn't get everything done. I'm not, you know, I didn't get all my work done. I'm not, I don't have the house beautiful. I don't have this amazing meal done, you know? <laughs> and so yeah. that I found I was just rushing around trying to finish up those last few things and you know missing out on that quality time so because yeah. when you're 95 you're not going to look back and think <laughs> I hit all the check boxes on that Tuesday mm-hmm. I made that meal and I cleaned my house and no one cares about that you're going to remember how that dynamic was in your home and the relationships with your family and friends mm-hmm. by you putting your best energy forward by yes. not focusing so much on the checklist the one uh, phrase that I tend to find myself uh recalling, especially on social media, is you are enough. A lot of those, um, there's the hashtag, and I feel like, I don't know, it goes for everybody, but I feel like these days with youth and the peer pressure and the pressure you see on social media, I feel like I say that a lot to to kids, um, or I leave it as a comment or a hashtag. Um, so I think that's really important, and it, and it can be powerful too. 
That's it's just really three words, one. you know. I love that I love one. that too. Mm-hmm. Really yeah. simple. Yeah. So just to end, I just want to share with you guys um, a couple of workbooks that I found. And one of them I've done myself. It's the Intuitive Eating Workbook. And so Intuitive Eating is written by some registered, a couple of registered dietitians. And it, it's a book with 10 principles about intuitive eating, but a workbook that goes along with it that's really about um, nourishing your healthy relationship with food and your body image. And it's about $30 on Amazon. So that's a really great one. And I use that with clients a lot too. And then also the Positive Body Image Workbook, which is a clinical self-improvement guide, and it's written by two physicians or three physicians, and it's similar. So it's walking you through positive body image. If you enjoyed today's topic, go ahead and like this episode and add a comment below. If you have a topic request, comment that below too. If you've been listening to Practical Nutrition for a while now or are brand new to our channel, go ahead and leave us a five-star review. We are continuously trying to grow this platform to share all of the nutrition knowledge that we can, and those reviews can help us do that. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode, and we look forward to seeing you next time.